Hello everybody, it's Dub Dub the Trucker coming at you this week from Somerset, Pennsylvania. And this is going to be a special episode. It's going to be real different. It's going to have nothing to do with trucking really, but it's me still, Dub Dub the Trucker. I've got a friend on the line. Uh, he's in Colorado. His name is, we'll call him B-Mac for the day. What's going on, B-Mac? Hey, thanks, thanks a lot for having me, Dub-Dub. Uh, really no intro necessary for B-Mac here, but, uh, you know, it kind of has to do with trucking because uh, we'll kind of get into it, but, you know, I had an awful week last week and, you know, FanDuel. Um, but the reason it has to do with trucking is because I'll be, you know, trucking along, you know, to the championship from week four on out. So, you know, it does have to do with trucking. Trucking, yep. You're going to try and truck along. Well, Mac, you kind of got trucked last week, but let me uh, tell everybody what this is about. <laughs> Um, B Mac, myself, and our friend Dan are doing a uh, a weekly FanDuel league. And um, for those of you who don't know who FanDuel is, you're kind of behind the times. You just don't give a shit about sports. But you pick a roster of NFL players. You got to stay below a salary cap. Each player's got a value, and based on their stats and how they do, they get points. And your roster that you pick competes against your friends. So basically what we're doing is we each pick a roster each week and we submit five bucks a week. Winner takes all. It ends up being thirteen fifty. Uh, the winner takes. And uh, that's what we're doing. So we're going to talk about that this week on the Dub Dub the Trucker podcast. And I got Hey, Matt. sorry to interrupt you and everything, but, uh, you know, I want to play, you know, just kind of a side note here. I want to play for more than five dollars a week, but, uh, you know, they kind of, you know, pushed out or whatnot. Um, you know, they're kind of afraid. So, you know, I just want to kind of you know, so we mentioned that here. It must not have been me <laughs> because I'm single now. I don't got to worry about anybody. It must be Dan. <laughs> all right, fair enough. The only other married guy out there. So, all right, let's get into last week then. Um, first topic out of a couple different topics we're going to have. Uh, we're going to talk about last week and what happened. So in week three, uh, we started in, and Dub Dub, I won last week with 104.74 points. B-Mac got second place, 82.5, and Dan got 82.32 points. Um, Mac, I mean, you started out pretty strong, and then come Monday night, you didn't have anybody going, but Dan and I both did, and I was so sure that you were going to get last place, but you didn't. Yeah, you know, I'm not happy whatsoever, you know, even with a second place finish. I want to go for the gold every week, but, uh, you know, I certainly don't want to come in last, so... Uh, you know, that was okay, but at the same time, 82.5 points is not going to cut it. You know, I'm looking more towards, uh, you know, anywhere from 120, 130, maybe even 140 if I'm clicking on all cylinders. So, uh, you know, I, I wrote down notes on my excuses here as to why, you know, I sucked last week. And, um, you know, but at the same time, I took my cap to you. You had a really, you know, phenomenal week, but, um, you know, don't get too cocky on that. Yeah, I wouldn't call it phenomenal. It was 104 points. I mean... Like, the NFL this year has just been kind of crazy so far. And I, I compare it to, like, it's like a continuation of preseason. Like, weeks one through three, you really just, you still never know what's going to happen. And that's when teams are figuring out their identity. Yeah, you know, I think as far as, like, betting and everything, once you hit week three and beyond, you kind of see some, you know, trends. But, you know, week one, week two, it's kind of a shot in the dark. So, you know, I, I agree with you somewhat, but... uh Anyways, are we going to go over the uh, top performers or what's yeah. on tap here? So what we got right now, uh, on Dub Dub's team, his best performer was Ryan Fitzpatrick, who had a, yeah, I guess we'd call it a mediocre week because he threw three interceptions, but he he got 28.14 points. Um, and yeah, kind of, kind of a basic run-of-the-mill pick. I mean, you know, everyone's kind of riding the uh, Fitzpatrick trade. 
They were. Yeah, he had a nickname, and I'm pretty sure that nickname is probably going to fade away in the next few weeks. Um, yeah, probably. Let's see, and then Max best best performer was Devin Funches, which I was pretty I was honestly impressed with. I, I kind of tried to ride him all last year, and he, he let me down a few times, but he had 14.7 points this week, which is actually I was surprised with, to be honest. Um, and then, yeah, honestly, kind of the uh, thought process of that, you know, um, you know, Greg Olson's down for you know some time again, and uh, you know, he's a nice big target, and you know, last year he just kind of hit or miss, but I felt like overall he had a pretty solid you know year, and you know, especially I had him in my year long league, and he, he had great value for you know when I where I picked him. Actually, I, uh, I take that back. Actually, I got him off of waivers and everything. So considering yeah. he was a waiver pick, he tore it up. He had almost like, I don't have his stats in front of me right now, but he had, you know, 900 yards receiving. So I just felt like he was a, uh, you know, value pick last week. But, um, you know, unfortunately, some of my higher price guys didn't perform, but I will kind of talk about that later. Yeah, and the, uh, the guy that you picked that should have done a lot better was Stefan Diggs at only 3.7 points. That was that was embarrassing for him. I think. I think he was expecting. I think. I think it was embarrassing for their entire team. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Dick. <laughs> no pun intended. With that. <laughs> um, yeah, three point seven points. I was freaking pissed off about that. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of people would hate me if they, you know, read the text that you know I sent you and Dan <laughs> during that game about uh, you know stuff on Diggs. I don't know if you going to recall that conversation, but, you know, week one against San Francisco, he didn't tear it up, you know, by any means, but, you know, he had three catches, 41, or sorry, 43 yards and a touchdown week two against the Packers, Green Bay, he had uh, nine receptions, 128 yards and two touchdowns, so, you know, I kind of ride on the hot hand, you know, the guy's a freaking stud, um, but at the same time, he's, you know, a long threat, and, um, you know, as we were kind of mentioning before the podcast today, you know, I feel like those guys are really boomer bust because, you know, if you go downfield maybe, you know, on average, if that, maybe like four or five times, and if you don't connect or you only connect like once or twice, and, you know, your guy's not going to have a good game, and, you know, then you're in a position where you have to depend on that guy to score touchdowns, and, you know, Diggs, you know, great player, you know, I tip my cap to him, phenomenal guy, but, um, you know, at the same time, you know, I just feel like he's kind of overvalued. Yeah, you know, I mean, eighty-one hundred dollars a guy like that. I just I don't know. I'm probably not going to spend that amount of money on him ever again. But live and learn, huh? Yeah, and you know, honestly, I don't know if it was just a fluke what happened last week with with Buffalo, or what I don't know what's going on in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. But hopefully, they can pull their things together. And honestly, I I, I wouldn't write him off this quick, but because I don't think anybody up there did anything fantasy relevant last week. Um, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. It was actually one of the, um, like, biggest upsets of the set. Yeah, I'm not even uh, being sarcastic with that, um, you know, without having the uh, stats and numbers in front of me. Um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, they were actually either 14 or 16 favorites to win that game. And what did they lose by? Do you recall the final score of that game? I don't, but it was by, it was double digits. I know that. But the point is, it was almost like a 30-point swing when he took the uh, spread and everything into account. And uh, I was reading some article that, uh, you know, the last century, one of the biggest upsets of the century, literally. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I heard somebody talk about it on ESPN today, too. And then, uh, let's see, so Dan, with 82.32 points, his top performer was Todd Gurley. And I don't think there's any surprise in that. He had, like I said, 22.1 points. He did pretty dang well. And his most disappointing pick was Tom Brady. Tom Brady only had 8.52 points last week, and I don't know what... Oh, that was absolutely brutal. Uh, yeah, sorry to cut you off and everything, but when I was watching that game, you know, he kind of had a uh, down first half, and, 
just waiting for him to, you know, explode, you know, during the second half, just kind of like, you know, A-Rod did against the Chicago Bears in the second half of week one. You know, I thought he was going to be well over, you know, 300 yards, you know, Brady, when it was all said and done and, you know, like minimum two, three touchdowns, but uh, nothing, nothing really clicked that game. And, you know, that was, in a way, I was kind of surprised by that and hindsight's 2020. Um, but at the same time, they're, new coach or whatnot, he used to work for Belichick and everything, so, you know, he got a, got a bigger cap to him, did a great job game planning, and, uh, yeah, Brady, he was an absolute boss last week. Yeah, it was terrible. I, can't, I couldn't believe it. So that's all we got for the recap, as far as last week goes. Um, next, we want to talk about some people that we uh, thought were notable performers from last week that either we did pick or we didn't pick. And the first one I want to talk about was Chicago's defense. They were not looking too great in the beginning of the game against Arizona, but they ended up picking up 13 fantasy points on FanDuel with three interceptions, four sacks, one fumble recovery, and only 16 points against them. Um, and Dan's pick of Cleveland kind of disappointed me Thursday night. Got nine points with two interceptions, two sacks, fumble recovery, and only 17 points against. What do you think about that, Mac? Uh, I felt like it was just bad karma on uh, your end and kind of my end, too. You're, you're talking a lot more smack, but, uh, you know, we were making fun of him for, you know, picking Cleveland. Um, but, yeah, Cleveland, they seem to be under the radar, uh, you know, maybe not so much anymore, but, you know, I certainly believe they're, you know, top 10, you know, possibly, you know, top 11, top 12 defense this year. So, uh, you know, props to Dan, you know, on that pick and everything. And, uh, you know, I think Cleveland, uh, you know, they really came through big towards the end of the game, kind of towards, you know, garbage time, but... You know, at the end of the day, they uh, scored what nine points, and they didn't cost you over four thousand bucks. Uh, I don't know their exact budget, but you know, for a top ten defense to be under you know that and you know get you nine ten points, that's a uh, phenomenal pick. Yeah, and I think we're going to talk about them in just a couple minutes too in the next segment. But um, Patrick Mahomes also did did great. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic last week. He went twenty four for thirty eight, three hundred fourteen yards. Three touchdowns, ended up getting 25.26 fantasy points. He's averaging right now 30.81 points per game, fantasy points per game. He's coming out of the gate strong. It's, it's, it's crazy. He is, and, you know, the kid definitely has a lot of weapons. You know, I tell you now, Travis Kelsey, or, uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey, um, Tyree Kills, a amazing wide receiver, and, uh, you know, they have deep to no line or whatnot. Andy Reid, you know, he's an offensive-minded coach. Um, you know, I definitely think, um, you know, the days of checking down, you know, Kansas City are over with Alex Smith and, uh, they're letting this kid air the ball out. And, you know, it's definitely, uh, it's paying off so far. And I don't, I don't really see him slowing down anytime soon. Um, you know, it's going to be hard to, you know, stay as consistent as he has been in the last, you know, few weeks. Um, you know, he'll probably cool down a little bit, but, you know, I think he's going to be a solid NFL quarterback, you know, moving forward. Uh, you know, definitely top five, top eight in the league. Yeah. This wasn't his best week. So, and to still be 25, almost 26 points is crazy. Um, just like Drew Brees, he was 39 of 49, 396, five total touchdowns, three passing, and two rushing. And he's averaging, sorry, he uh, ended up with 40.54 fantasy points, and he's averaging 29.91 this year. Yeah, you know, uh, really no surprise there. You know, Brees has been solid top three, at least, uh, if not best NFL quarterback the last decade here. Um, so, you know, I think he's going to continue to keep him rolling. He just basically, you know, from a FanDuel perspective or daily fantasy perspective, as always, you just have to evaluate matchups because the guy's going to cost you an arm and a leg. So, you know, if he's going up against good defense, you know, maybe any given week he's not worth it. But, you know, he's a 
steady Eddie, and you know, I'd say for a solid 10, 12 weeks during this year, it'll uh, probably be a phenomenal play. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely got to play the matchup there uh, if you want to spend the money on them. Uh, so next week, uh, let's talk about. You said you had a, a boomer bust section we want to talk about. What do you got, Mac? All right, so we're going to call this BMAX Boom and Bust for the week. So when I say bust, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, they're going to have like an awful week or whatnot. It's more so, you know, I feel these players are going to be overvalued, you know, for the week. So it's more of like, you know, analysis of who I think is going to be overvalued. Conversely, I have a section of players who are going to be undervalued as well. So I'll start with some of the overvalued players for the week. Um, so first guy I have right here is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, you know, I hate to on your parade there. I know you had him last week or whatnot, but, um, you know, I think he comes back down to earth, you know, especially this week against the uh, Bears. Uh, Bears have the number two, uh, let me see, best defense against the Rush. Sorry about that. And then um, they're only giving up 65.3 yards per game, um, but against the pass, they're only giving up 223 yards per game, which is going to be 11th in the NFL. So a little bit more middle of the pack in that regard, but, you know, he's averaging Fitzpatrick as well over 300 yards per game. I just... I don't see him getting over 300 yards. Um, they're playing in Chicago as well. And I don't know. I just think it comes back down to earth. And, you know, I put them more like 250, and they're not going to be giving up a lot of touchdowns either. You know, I'd say maybe 250 yards, um, you know, one to two touchdowns. And, you know, just for the price you have to pay for that guy now because he's had a phenomenal run so far, I just – I would probably stay away from him, you know, against this matchup especially. And, uh, you know, if that happens, uh, Jameis Winston might be taking an Uber, you know, up to Chicago to, you know, get his starting job back. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I understand that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of talk um, right. about when is Jameis coming back. The coaching staff has been pretty tight-lipped. They're not going to say who is going to start. But I think everybody knows who's going to start, and it's probably going to be um, Fitzpatrick. But I think the Fitz magic is definitely going to come to an end this week. You're right. Bears defense is pretty good. However, I do have to say this. They gave up some big plays in the secondary, so it does kind of scare me, but um, I don't know. The past rush, I don't think he's had to deal with quite this year, so we'll see if it tests him and maybe he'll throw a couple more picks like he did last week. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of nitpicking with the Bears defense and everything. Um, you know, if anything, their uh, secondary is probably kind of their weaker link, but... You know, I, I truly believe we're seeing the monsters of the midway, you know, kind of make their return here this year. And, you know, they're definitely, in my opinion, a Super Bowl defense. And, uh, you know, no doubt they've given up some big plays on uh, secondary especially. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're still almost top 10. You know, as mentioned, they're, you know, still number 11, you know, just, you know, guarding the pass and everything, you know, the whole entire league. So, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But, you know, it's just overall, again, I don't think uh, Fitzpatrick's going to live up to the hype this week. And, uh I gotta check up or check on the schedule from here on out, but it's not gonna happen this week. Right. And then, uh, so what player is his, number two that I what is his value this yeah, week go before, ahead. We, before we move on? Um, like what's it gonna cost? Yeah, in, uh, in Fanduel. Um, I didn't have it written down in my notes here. Um, but I can imagine. Yeah, no, I know seven, eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I know he's up there. He was up there with the top, I think, top six guys in Fanduel. So he's. I know he's up there. All right, so I'll move on to the uh, second player that I think is going to be a bust or, you know, at least overvalued for the week. Uh, I'll go with overvalued out of the two. 
Patrick Mahomes will stick with the quarterbacks here. Um, oh, obviously yeah? playing phenomenal for Kansas City, but uh, he's going to be playing on the road in Denver in the altitude. And he has a lot to live up to. The uh, Kansas City offense, they're averaging 39 points a game. I just, I would, sincerely, I would definitely take the under on that. Um, additionally, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I don't think the opportunity is really going to be there. Um, speaking of the over-under, it's going to be at 56. I think that's outrageous. Um, that's you know, bad. honestly, I think it will be more like 44, 45, if that. Uh, I don't think it's going to be very cold. Denver, uh, again, I live in Colorado. Uh, you know, I think it'll be, you know, pretty tempered outside, but, you know, just kind of playing in the high altitude and everything, too. That, uh, that can sneak up on you and just, I don't know, he's going to drop off a little bit this week. Yeah, that kid might not be ready for that. And plus, too, you know, I feel like when you play against a, you know, divisional foe, um, the game's more susceptible to be lower scoring. I know it's a very, uh, you know, general statement, but, you know, I feel like, you know, you see that team twice a year. Granted, it'll be his first time playing Denver this year. Um, you know, I just, I see that game being a little, little bit lower scoring than anticipated, but, uh, we'll see. But, you know, again, I just think he's kind of overvalued, like Fitzpatrick, uh, as far as what you're going to be paying for him. Absolutely. What do you got next? All right, so uh, I'll go with some of the, uh, you know, sleepers. I wouldn't really call them deep sleepers, uh, at least not the first guy here, but um, I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay from Detroit. He's actually uh, he graduated from NIU, go Huskies. Um, but this kid's big. He's about 6'4". Um, his exact value in, on FanDuel this week will be a little different on DraftKings, but FanDuel is going to be $5,800. But listen to this production he's had this year. So week one, he's had seven receptions. Week one, again, seven receptions for 114 yards against the Jets. Uh, week number two, he tapered off, but uh, not by much. Six receptions for 89 yards against San Francisco. Uh, week three, last week, that big upset against New England, he had six receptions, 53 yards. Nearly missed a touchdown grab, too, so, you know, could have... Could have done a lot better um, in comparison, but listen to this too. He's had over uh, nine targets per game. He had about he had about nine point two targets per contest. So you know, Stafford's looking at him. Uh, they have Golden Tate as one of their receivers as well. Um, that guy's more of like a deep threat, very very boomer bust, and you know he has been for the last few years. And you know, I think with a combination of Kenny uh, Galladay here, a wide receiver, and uh, drawing a blank on the guy's first name, but Johnson at yeah, running back who. Um, had the first 100-yard rushing game for Detroit, I believe, since 2013-2014. Uh, yep. It's kind of ridiculous. It uh, right. went that long. Still missing Barry there, I guess, in uh, you know Detroit. But you know, I just think they have a little bit more structure now on offense. Are they going to be as potent as you know the Kansas Cities or you know Green Bay's of the world? Probably not. But you know, they have a little bit more structure. And again, it's only one week. But you know, they beat a phenomenal team. It goes without saying. You know, against New England. So you know, I think. Uh, you know, it's kind of been a surprise this year, Detroit's offense. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing that I think, um, I think the reason he might be valued, his uh, his cost might be a little low this week, is because they are playing Dallas, correct? They are. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know how their second corner is, um, but I know um, they're going to be probably focusing on their, their number one uh, wide receiver. And maybe not Galladay. So I mean, I think you're right. I think it's a pretty damn good pick. We'll see. And uh, you know, obviously, it goes without saying. But you know, if you're familiar with Fanduel, this is pretty obvious. If not, then you know, just a little education here. So when you get a guy that's fifty eight hundred dollars, you know, 
producing that well, you're going to open up floodgates to, uh, you know, be able to spend more money on, you know, a stud like, you know, Julio Jones or, you know, Melton Gordon or, you know, Barkley or Kamara, et cetera. So, you know, great value this week for uh, Kenny Galladay. Um, so this is more of a deep sleeper that I'm picking here, but I'm going to go with for my second guy, Antonio Callaway from the Cleveland Browns, who has not only a phenomenal matchup against Oakland, but also he has a quarterback that can throw over, you know, five yards a game here in Baker Mayfield. And as you yeah. folks probably know, Baker Mayfield is going to be the uh, starter. But uh, up to this point, Callaway's had some pretty underwhelming numbers, hence why he's a deep sleeper. Uh, week two, He's had, or he had three receptions for 81 yards. Week three, he had four receptions for 20 yards. Um, but again, Tyrod Taylor went down. Um, I should point out too, uh, during last week's game, Cleveland's game, Tyrod Taylor just had him wide open, overthrew him. I believe it was either first or second quarter. It would have been an easy touchdown okay. for minimum 55, 60 yards. So, uh, you know, it's not a, can't do, uh, you know, would have, should have, but, you know, at the same time, that would have, uh, you know, bolstered his week last week. And, uh, you know, again, Tyrod's out, Baker Mayfield's in, Baker Mayfield. That kid's got a freaking cannon. Um, he's another, you know, I don't want to call him a sleeper because, you know, people kind of know about Mayfield now, but, you know, that kid has a bright future. And with him in, you know, I just really think it bolsters Callaway's value, you know, especially because he's under five grand this week on FanDuel, I believe. $600, but I can double-check. All of them. That entire offense, I think, uh, is going to be, well, I don't say the entire offense, but definitely Landry, uh, he's probably going to be more valuable next week. He's going to be more expensive next week. And so will um, Baker Mayfield. They're going to be, they're going to score some points this week, and fan, their fan duel price is going to go up. So get them, use them this week if you can. Get them always hot. And then, um, last kind of a side note here, if you're a, uh, compulsive asshole gambler like I am, I'm going to go over some, uh, lock bets that I had this week, whether, you know, we're betting on the over-under, just, you know, the spread, what have you, but, uh, some side bets that you should look into this week. I, these are BMAX locks for the week. Book it. Um, and, uh, you know, if you take these bets, I, you know, appreciate it kind of, you know, a royalty fee or side portion of what you actually make on it, but my side bets for the week include Tampa Bay against Chicago. The over-under for that game is going to be 46.5 points. Take the under on that game. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, we kind of talked about it earlier. They got the stingy defense of Chicago Bears. And really, I mean, I would you can maybe say that two of the interceptions that Fitzpatrick threw last week weren't his fault. And it was tip balls and such. But one of them was terrible. He shouldn't have thrown that ball at all. And if he's going to keep making decisions like that, and being under the pressure from Khalil Mack that he's going to be under, he's going to make some more poor, de- poor decisions, and he's going to throw the ball away. So. And then uh, for my second side bet here, I'm going to have, uh, well, we have New Orleans at the Meadowlands against New York Giants. I'm going to take New Orleans at negative three and a half. You know, I think they win by over three and a half points. Uh, I think that's an absolute lock. You know, Giants are just, I like Barkley. Uh, I think Eli Manning, best days are well ahead of them. Or uh, well past them, I should say, and you know it just seems like an offense that really doesn't scare me at all. And New Orleans, they're conversely clicking on all cylinders, and you can put Breeze at any stadium, and he's going to tear it up. And you know, I just think it's an absolute lock. And I think Vegas got that wrong. Uh, I don't know who's uh, you know looking at these over/under scores, but they're sorry the uh, spread scores here. But New Orleans again, absolute lock, uh, win by at least you know four or five points, if not more. Yeah, talking about it that way. I- 
I, I'd have to agree. I don't think the Giants are going to be able to keep up. I think they'll score points, but I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with uh, with New Orleans. I think they're probably going to win by, I, if it was me, I would say 14 to 17 points. Yeah, it might be a two-score game. 17 points, obviously a three-score game. Wouldn't, wouldn't put it past them. Nope. Um, so my uh, third lock, third side bet for the week here. So... In my opinion, this is going to be the most explosive game this week uh, as far as over-under, so that's why I'm taking this pick. But Cincinnati at Atlanta, the over-under is a measly 51 points. Um, you know, I say measly lightheartedly, um, you know, a decent amount of points or whatnot. But, you know, looking at Atlanta, you know, after the uh, week one game against the Eagles, they've been uh, tearing it up. They've been, you know, clicking all cylinders, kind of like the New Orleans offense. Um, so over-under set at 51. I'll easily take the over um, you know, I think we might even see about 60, 65 points overall. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That's that's going to be because their def, neither of their defenses are going to do is going to do much. So, I think it's going to be a shootout for sure. And I kind of alluded to this somewhat earlier with uh, you know Patrick Mahomes coming back down to earth this week in Denver. Um, so I'm kind of tying that into my next final side bet of the week. Fourth side bet of the week is going to be Denver. Or sorry, uh, rather Kansas City at Denver. Uh, the over/under on that game is actually the highest uh, the entire week at 56. Um, I don't. I actually think it's going to be both teams are going to be in the low 20s. So I more envision it being overall the over/under more like 42 to 45 points. Yeah, so if that's that. at 56, is way too high. I'm going to take the under on that. Yeah, I think it's a. I think that's a definitely a lock. I appreciate those locks, Max. So the next thing I'm going to talk about are, uh, I think, some just some value picks. Um, so the first one I'm going to talk about this week is Carlos Hyde. He's had a pretty impressive season after he made this transition to Cleveland so far. In the first three weeks, he's got 13, 11 and a half, 23.3 in weeks 1, 2, and 3, respectively. And this week, he's only going to cost you $6,800. And I believe going up against Oakland's defense which is ranked 22nd in the league against the run, I believe he's definitely going to outperform that $6,800 price tag that he's got on him. Um, total right now, he's got four total touchdowns and uh, just over 200 yards rushing. And if he can keep that up or even build on that this week against Oakland's, Oakland's defense, I think he's definitely going to outperform $6,800. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I actually, I have a more at, uh, being valued right at $6,800. Um, you know, I definitely get your points there and everything. Um, but, you know, conversely, uh, you know, he could, he could easily be a phenomenal value pick. Reason being, I've always liked the kid, um, you know, ever since he was playing in San Francisco. Uh, again, it's Spirit alluded to here. Sorry, Dub Dub alluded to here. <laughs> uh, hoping didn't give anything away by, uh, actually calling you by your first name. Um, yeah, right. But, no, <laughs> he's, uh, he's always been, uh, you know, phenomenal talent. His, uh, his, big issue is just not being able to stay healthy or staying on the field, but as you put it, you know, he might live up to his value. He's got a phenomenal matchup against Oakland and also with uh, Baker Mayfield at the helm now, it's going to open up a passing game, or sorry, um, it's going to open up a running game because the opposing defense, which is a really terrible defense in the Oakland Raiders, they're going to be really concerned about the passing game, which again is going to open up the running game, so, you know, I think it, I think it could easily pay off. Yeah, I believe it could, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Alex Collins was my second one because he's going to be going up against Pittsburgh's defense, who's 25th against the run. Um, his first week was not not very good at all at 6.4, but week two and week three, he had 10.5 points and then 14.9 points. 
Um, two total touchdowns, but last week the volume is what makes me think he's going to continue. 18 attempts, 68 yards, but he also had three receptions. And those three receptions, you know, that's that's significant when you're talking about FanDuel. You get a half a point per reception. So uh, if he continues with that volume, I really think um, he's got the same price tag, I believe. I think it was $6,800. Maybe it's less, but it's right around there, and I think he'll outperform that against uh, Pittsburgh this week. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, great volume, and not to mention, too, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be as big of a shootout as Vegas anticipates, but, you know, it should still be a relatively high-scoring game, so I don't see why he doesn't, you know, find the end zone or, you know, he's put up, you know, solid rushing yards, uh, hopefully 70 to 120, well, maybe 120 goals high, maybe 70 to 100 rushing yards, and, you know, what should be an offensive matchup, which is kind of weird to say with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, you think early 2000s with Troy Talamalu, Ed Reed, and, you know, those dingy defenses, you know, usually it's more of a defensive-minded game. But, uh, yeah, this should be a relatively high-scoring game for those two teams. Yeah. I'm not sure about the whole high-scoring thing, but I just think he's just going to get the volume to get the fantasy points. He'd probably get in the end zone once, make four or five catches, and just and just continue to just find the hole in the, in the defense and just get yards. I'm not too I, I don't know I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on, on Baltimore yet this year I'm not either I'm just not sold on Joe Flacco I think a lot of people still overvalue him uh, he had a phenomenal run he really won the Super Bowl or whatnot but I don't know what happened ever since then he just kind of tapered off and uh, I agree with you you know I, I think it's going to be a high scoring game but you know if I were to take the over under I would you know without a doubt take the under on that matchup all right. And the last one I want to talk about, this is all kind of just speculation at this point. I was listening to ESPN earlier today. And LaShawn McCoy out of Buffalo, he made a comment to the media in an interview. He said, I'm going to play Sunday. Now, his coaches did not back that up. However, if he thinks he's ready to play and they put him on the field at $6,500, I would start him. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. And I think we're going to go over our rosters here in just a minute. But if, if you're thinking about it, and you got the you got the side money to do it, and you already got a good running back, he's going up against Green Bay, 27th against the rush. And if the rookie Josh Allen can keep throwing the ball, and or even either way, if they can have the balance, Lashawn McCoy comes out and is Lashawn McCoy, you could be looking at big numbers for 6,500 bucks. And I'm speaking purely on emotion, but uh, I disagree with Ty. Uh, that guy's burned me too many times. I'm not sold on Buffalo's offense. Um, I think their quarterback, uh, you're going to hate me saying this, I think he's going to have a dismal week. Um, you know, he might, <laughs> he's lower value, so I think for his value he'll play well. But, you know, just looking at all the quarterbacks this week, you know, I put them probably, you know, top 12, maybe top 15 is the overall ceiling this week. So, you know, I'm not really sold on Buffalo. I'm not sold on their offense. And, uh, again, McCoy's burned me, you know, a lot of times. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, you know, again, I kind of have like a vendetta against that guy at this point. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, things get personal sometimes. <laughs> so let's talk about our roster yeah. because we're talking about Josh, right. Josh Allen. Um, I actually picked up Josh Allen this week at $6,400. I think he's going to do great up in Green Bay. He had a great week last week. I think he's just going to continue to do it. Todd Gurley, enough said. Um, uh, Barkley up in New York, he's been doing a lot. They've been checking down to him, and he caught 11 passes last week. Um, and, he, and he had a, a great week on the ground. Robert Woods, uh, Ridley out of Atlanta, he's been 
he's a rookie. He's been doing great. He's only sixty three hundred dollars. I'm just banking on that he's gonna he's gonna do well again. Uh, and at least didn't he have forty points last week? Around forty points. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous last week. Like apparently they were double teaming uh, Julio Jones, and he just kept getting the ball. So uh, a couple touchdowns for him. I got Mike Evans. Yeah, that game's going to be an absolute shootout, too. So, you know, I really like that value thing. It's going to be great, man. Mike Evans, uh, Tyler Eifert. I got, um, crap, I can't remember his first name, uh, Lockett out of Seattle. And then the Steelers defense. What do you got, Mac? So, Fara, you're on the road, so uh, you're going to be running the Eifert Tower this week? Yes, sir. Getting pretty lonely on the road, it sounds like. Yeah, I'm just hoping to get a couple points out of that guy. I only spent $4,600 on him. That guy's a bomb. I'd be surprised if you get two to four points out of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, here's my roster for the week. Uh, I brought this up a few different times here, but uh, I'm going with Manny Ice, my quarterback. You're going up against the Cincinnati defense. I already brought up that I think it's going to be an absolute shootout, probably the highest-scoring game of the week. Um, big reason for that, uh, Cincinnati's defense is number 24 against the pass, so... Um, the rest of my roster for my running back, so I have Kamara, who's been, you know, knock on wood here, pretty consistent all year, so can't go wrong with that. Um, don't want to really call him a sleeper, um, but I'm going with Bernard. Again, as I mentioned a million times, this will be a high-scoring game against Atlanta. And Bernard, with Nixon out, uh, you know, it seems like he might be out for at least a few more weeks here. He's going to take the whole entire load himself. So, yeah. you know, I'm expecting big things out of Bernard. And uh, with the value, he really couldn't pass him up this week. Um, wide receiver, going Michael Thomas out of New Orleans. Uh, you know, just like tomorrow, he's been steady. Um, as we already mentioned, they're going to be playing New York, so that's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, Drew Brees, he typically spreads around the wealth, so I don't see why Thomas would alter or have a bad game whatsoever. Um, and I'm going back to Atlanta's offense with Julio Jones, him and Ryan. Uh, you know, I see a big game. Julio Jones will put up a lot of yards. Uh, he's having a hard time the last couple of years finding the end zone, but I think he finds the end zone at least one time yeah. You know, this week. And then, um, as I brought up, uh, sleeper pick, I, I have Galladay from Cleveland. Um, then initially with tight end, I went with Austin Safarian Jenkins, but um, I kind of backed out on him last minute. I'm going with uh, Dare out of Philadelphia. They're running a two-tight end set. Uh, so far, it's a really good rapport with Wentz. Um, not so much with Foles, but, you know, with Wentz there, um, you know, Wentz is going to have more passing yards on average than Foles is going to have. Again, their wide receivers are banged up. They're going to be running that two tight end set. So that's a, that's a super sleep or a super uh, deep sleeper, you know, go there. Um, then out of Cleveland for my flex, I'm going with Callaway. I explained why he's going to do good earlier. And then defense. Sorry, Oakland Nation, but uh, your team sucks. So, defense, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns all the way, even on the road in Oakland. All right. Well, Mac, I, I wish we knew what Dan's roster looked like this week, but we didn't cue him in on this uh, little conversation we we're going to have. Uh, so only you and I know each other's rosters, and I look forward to seeing what Dan's got. And if you uh, if you pull away with over 130 points, I might have to sign up for that website, too. <laughs> yeah, I kind of uh, showed you my hand and everything. I told you the website, what I paid for, you know, a quarterly fee here. And, uh, I mean, we'll see. Best of luck to you. Um, I kind of begrudgingly say that, but best of luck. You had a, uh, you know, pretty good first week here. We started week three last week, as I already mentioned. But, uh, yeah, you had a good week. So, uh, you know, I try to keep it rolling. Uh, I don't think he will because, you know, my team is pretty stacked here this week. But, you know, I wish you all the best. 
Yeah, you too, man. Well, that was it. That was our uh, our pilot episode for our we don't have a name yet podcast about fantasy football and our little group. So um, from me, Dub Dub the Trucker, B Mac over here in Colorado. I wish you guys all a good night and be safe. Take care, folks.